0: Welcome inside episode 706 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains and the Ottawa Senators took care of business against the last place team in the Eastern Conference, beating the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 4 to nothing.
1: And it's a Wednesday episode, so it's time for a Send Central Citizen today. It's the man behind the At Optimistic Sends account on Twitter.
0: All that, and it's World Junior Semifinals. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake
2: Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast.
1: I'm Tim Schlitzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Wednesday, January 4th. The show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are getting ever so close to 5,000. And leave a comment below. What we want to know is where is your confidence level with this team? 12-5-2 and 2 in their last 19 games. We were told sample size was an issue when we would say, you know, they were 6-2-1, and 1, whatever it was. Now, we're almost at a 20-game marker, Pillsy, and the Senators are still in the top 10 in the NHL since U.S. Thanksgiving.
1: It feels great. I mean, this team has really been uh, trending upwards and... That wildcard spot is looking closer and closer. Although the New York Islanders did win last night, so they're still seven points behind. But they've jumped the Florida Panthers, which feels good. And the Ottawa Senators, this team's only going to get better as they get healthier and as they continue to hit their stride here. The special teams have been clicking. All the top guys are performing at a rate that you want them to, at a pace that you think can be sustainable. And that can help this team keep on adding up those W's. So. 2023, it's looking like it could be a nice year for Sens fans.
0: Yeah, you don't like the out-of-town scoreboard last night, but instead of getting down about it, just say, you know what, how devastating would it have been if Ottawa didn't maintain pace by also getting two points, right? Because Florida wins in regulation, Buffalo beats Washington in overtime, the Rangers beat Carolina. Carolina had had at least a point in 17 straight games. And the Rangers come in there, get the two points. You mentioned the Islanders already as well. So an important victory for Ottawa last night, but one that was never in doubt. Yeah, there
1: wasn't a single second that I thought the Ottawa Senators were going to lose this game. I was... I was hammering my bets at betonline.ag because there were so many different outcomes. Like, I'd never do this, Ross. I had sends winning by minus two and a half, minus three and a half. Like, I was so confident that this was going their way. Like, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau, the Columbus Blue Jackets best player playing over at a, a point per game pace, zero shots all night. They completely stifled him, and Patrick Klein, he had one decent chance, but they had a breakaway. It was Eric Robinson. They had a two-on-one with Sillinger and Rozovic, but Forsberg just stood tall in this game, and sure, it's a last-place team that gets 22 shots, but you still got to be sharp in those big moments, and Forsberg did that, so now both Ottawa goalies have a shutout this season. feels really good.
0: And Anton Forsberg, only his second shutout as a member of the Ottawa Senators. Did that surprise you at all? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But also, I mean, Anton Forsberg has been
1: with the Senators through some rough times. And, uh, of course, his other shutout with the Sens was Brady Kachuk's first career hat-trick against the Tampa Bay Lightning, also a 4
0: nothing victory. Amazing. Anton Forsberg is now 32-29-7 with the Sens with a 9-15 save percentage. Super impressive. Great to see for him and a revenge game of sorts. As I tweeted out a photo of him with his Columbus Blue Jackets gear on, I did the same when Derek Broussard got a goal, right? We were talking about how he went nine straight games without a point. And now look at him, assist against Buffalo. And now he gets on the score sheet against Columbus. So hopefully he can continue to add some depth scoring at least until Mathieu Joseph comes back. It looks like he's the closest of the injured players returning out front between him Tyler Mott and Josh Norris most notably what else stood out for you in that game obviously Timmy was flying out there putting guys in spin cycles he had that great release right off the face off got an assist as well Claude Giroux on pace for 77 points how are you would bring him exactly to (laughs) 1000 on the year lots of great storylines to go to which one was most stand out to you
1: I think this was Timmy's game, like you mentioned. Like he just had the puck on a string all game. Uh, I think probably the second spin move on Goudreau on that shift was a little unnecessary. Like even Goudreau's like, dude, like what? What are you doing here? But uh, I mean, it dazzled nonetheless, and uh, sends fans like you could hear the the oh, like when he pulled that off in the arena and that shot off the face off, like he's killing penalties really well. Like he's not just out there as a guy that, uh, you know, an offensive threat, like, oh, maybe if you block a shot, here's a guy that can get speed and score on a breakaway. No, he's out there doing the proper defensive things. He's getting sticks in lanes. He's got good gap control on the PK. I mean, Timmy Stutzla, for him to be doing what he's doing, still in his entry-level contract, that just makes myself and other sense fans So, so happy that this deal got done. And maybe other people around the league that don't really know Timmy's game are being like, wow, overpayment, blah, blah, blah. Nah, we know what we got here and it's only going to get better. Like, even where he's at right now, Ross, is worthy of his contract. And he's just beginning to start, to scratch the surface of what I think this kid can do. Timmy truly is a superstar.
0: Eight and a half more years, Sens fans. Lock it in. Get the jerseys ordered. This kid is coming. I uh, I put a little bait out, and I, I'm surprised nobody really bid in terms of, like, really arguing me. Some people are like, <laughs> oh, Dude. damn, eh? But I was like, when does he start getting his heart votes? Obviously a little premature for that, but we've been calling him a superstar since the day before he got drafted. So why not get the ball rolling on the inevitable that Tim Stutzla will be an NHL-wide league star sooner rather than later. He doesn't even play under 20 minutes a game now. Like he is out there over 20 every single night, including last night where he probably didn't even have to be because after that second period, it was just cradle at home, fluff the pillows, it's time for bed for the Columbus Blue Jackets en route to their eighth straight loss on the road. So it is important to say that the Columbus Blue Jackets are a bad, 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 bad hockey team. Yeah, I mean, this was a can't lose game and the Ottawa
1: Senators did not lose this game. The win streak continues here and perfect 2-0 record in the new year. You love to see that. And now they get a couple days rest before Seattle comes to town on Saturday, Ross.
0: Thank God nobody can give me crap for putting uh, can't lose in the in the vertical quick YouTube shorts we do before each and yeah. every game. They said, hey, this one's on you. This one's on you. No. Nope. So, so credit to Ross for the win is what we're saying here. Well, credit to me, my key to victory. Let them take penalties. Guess what? Ottawa goes two for six on the power play. So no, I'll take credit for both If if you're offering. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I gave you credit in the postcast. Uh, you can check the game tape and uh, you'll see that. But your key to victory was a big part of this. And so was mine, Ross. I, I did not want the Ottawa Senators to score one or two goals and just chill. They kept it going. They kept uh, the pedal to the metal and they kept pushing. And they out-shoot the Columbus Blue Jackets 34-22 to and win 4 nothing. And yeah, you mentioned it. That second period... You just, you just knew things were going to open up here. The Sens were getting chances. They were getting close. They were dominating puck possession. So this is a good game for the Sens. Yeah, it's a last place team, but you still got to show up. You still got to beat these teams. They're, they're professionals on that other side too. They got pride. They're playing for. They're playing for contracts. They're trying to win games too. But uh, this was a roster that the Ottawa Senators should have beat up on, and they did just that.
0: And they're doing a lot of damage on special teams of late. Since U.S. Thanksgiving, that 12-5-2 record in those 19 games, not only is their 32.9% power play second, only behind the Edmonton Oilers hmm. in the National Hockey League, ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's who they're sandwiched between right now. I nice. think both yeah. teams have offensive talent? Yeah. How about the penalty kill being only behind the Pittsburgh Penguins and Tampa Bay Lightning. That to me is, I think, just as, if not more impressive when you consider that at the start of the year, Tyler Mott and Matthew Joseph, that's two of your four forwards that typically kill penalties out of the lineup. Tim Stutzla steps up. Even like Josh Norris would kill penalties mm-hmm. as well. So that's three guys who you rely on in those situations. They're getting contributions from everybody stepping up in different roles. Even Austin Watson now, back-to-back games with a goal. And I know you talked about this on the post cast, but I have to give credit to Travis Hamnick. That block shot at the end of the game was for one reason only, his goalie. That is a team mentality block saying we are getting a team shutout here. This is yeah. not... I don't want to win 4-1. I want to win 4-0, shut him out, get fours, feeling good. So I think that was a deserved goggle giveaway for Travis Hamnick last night.
1: Yep, I agree. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe there's some kind of like um, like in, in-house in beef between Claude Giroux and Hamnick because he's like, ah I hate to do this, I hate to give it to this guy, but I got to give it to Hammer. <laughs>
0: that was great. You know what I think it is? I think they're having a little beef and maybe we – Have to pull as as stats guys here, as math guys, Pilsy. We're gonna have to pull out our old pen and paper. I think there's some beef between the forwards and defense. Who gets the goggles for longer? Yeah, because then Hammer replied with the decor is keeping this for a while, boys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll have to do some crack math. Who's had it longer this season, the forwards or the defense? If anyone already has the answer, let us know either here in the comments on YouTube or on. Twitter at Send Central. We're on Instagram as well. Locked on. Senators coming up. Unlocked on, on Senators. We have our send Central citizen at Optimistic No better time to have an optimistic fan on than when the team's freaking oh, yeah. and winning games. And then we'll wrap up today's show with a little World Junior preview. And Jakob Varana is on waivers. All that's coming up next. Unlocked on, on Senators today's episode is brought to you
1: by our friends over at bet online and Ross they certainly are my friends after last night I knew I felt it in my bones not even the pillsy mush could mush the senators in this game and I went in at bet online in multiple different spots and you can do that too. It's not just money line sends win or lose. You can do over-unders, period over-unders. I hit the second period over on that one because I knew they were gonna bounce back and absolutely crush it. There's you can do player props, Brady can Chuck shots. That always hits. It did yet again. There's so many things you can do with. BetOnline Sports Gambling, and they are the trusted online sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network for a good reason. You can find all the latest odds, totals, scores, updates, news, whatever you want. Get your info at BetOnline.net so you're all ready for your sports gambling. And it's not just hockey. You can check out football, basketball, boxing, golf, UFC, whatever you like, they got it. So go to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Guys, it's betonline.net where the game starts.
0: All right, now here is this week's Send Central Citizen. It's the Optimistic Sense. All right, we now welcome on this week's Send Central Citizen. It's Trev. You can follow him on Twitter at Optimistic Sense or Sensing a W. And we had this plan before yesterday, but we're coming off a big win. Trev, great time to have an optimistic Sense fan on right now, eh? Good times. Absolutely. What a win last night. Sitting watching with my three boys, and they had a little buddy over. So we were pumped. What a great game. That's awesome. We're going to get into today's team, but I always want to start out the Sense Central Citizen segments, winding the clock all the way back. Are you a day one Sense fan? What's your origin story in following the team?
2: Yeah, no, you bet. Day one, I was born and, well, grew up in Carlton Place, so I was a bit of a uh, Gretzky guy and a big Oilers guy. And then when he got traded, I remember it like it was yesterday. I kind of be a Kings fan. And then, you know, I was a bit lost in the wilderness as a hockey fan there. And then they announced the Sens were coming, and it was all in from day one. So that was good. I was at the very first game. It was my 12th birthday, it's October 8, 1992. So that big win over the Habs. And I've been just absolutely sold ever since, no doubt.
1: Yes, I love talking to people that were at the first game. Like, to, to just describe that atmosphere, especially as a 12-year-old kid. That must have been unreal, just feeling all that emotion and all that excitement. What, what, are, your, what are your memories from
2: that game? Yeah, well, I just remember I went memory, with my dad. Eh? Sorry, sorry, say that again, Ross? Oh, I was just going to say, that's a core memory you're building right there. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. I went with my whole family. My dad and I had uh, seats. I don't you know at the Civic Center, the lower bowl there. Like, they were at the back. Back two seats, of just leading up to the concourse. My mom and sister were across the across the thing, so we could see them. And yeah, I just remember the place going crazy and how exciting it was every time every goal that went in, and every uh, you know that little bit of time after the game when everyone was fired up for the celebration. Didn't last long there that season, but the first game was uh, incredible. And believe it or not, the next morning, my sister and my mom were on the front page of the Citizen in the stands across the thing from me, so it was pretty cool. Nice. That's
1: was that that article where it's like maybe Rome was built in a day? Is, is that well, the one?
2: I'm not sure because I don't know if that was the son of the citizen. And I could be wrong okay. about which paper it was. But I just remember they were uh, they were right there. Yeah, both kind of freaking out. My mom and sister. It was pretty cool. That's, That's awesome.
0: Um, I feel like we've almost got like a section full of people who have been at that game, Yeah, Like Dr. Bob was just there. It's amazing. Amazing memories. Yeah. And I, swear so it's true. I swear
2: it's true. Some people do that. I was their thing. But no, I, I was there. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh no, I, I believe
2: you 100%. <laughs> I, now- got a, I got a leather belt for my birthday that day, and I still have that belt today. It's a Roots roots leather belt, and I still wear it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got a W that night, so I still wear the belt.
0: That's amazing. One game, one win. The franchise is undefeated. Uh, who was your first favorite Ottawa senator? Well, thinking back on it, I
2: was thinking, I knew you guys were going to ask me, and I was thinking about it. Like it, The first names that come to mind for me were like Dag and Yashin, just sort of the stars, but – so into Mike Peluso in that first season, like that guy was yeah. an animal he would fight I was he i think he had fifteen goals in that first year as like an absolute you know maniac on the ice they'll put up fifteen and he'd get his shirt and pads right off for his fights I can remember and yeah I just I love paluso and then moving on a little bit later, it was like andreas Dackel, and then of course Alfie when he got there and then into high school and that it was you know Fisher with his you know, political leanings notwithstanding now, but him and, you know, Nealer, I was a huge advocate for retiring 25. I'm so pleased that they did that, even though a lot of people are questioning it. I love it. And yeah, that was sort of
0: the the core crew for me. I love that. I want to go back to Mike Peluso though, because he only played one season in Ottawa and what an animal he was. Although he didn't match his penalty total from the year before. The year before he came to Ottawa, he had 408 penalty minutes in 63 games. Couldn't, couldn't live up to the hype but if you had to guess and I mean as someone who was 12 years old I'm not gonna hmm. I'm not gonna chop you up if you don't get this right but because he only played one year in Ottawa it's easy for me to find how many times he fought with the Ottawa senators in that one season 82 games how many fighting majors do you think Mike Peluso had
2: right off the top of my head my first guess is eight
0: 24 fighting majors
2: that that's insane so i i was like that's i guess that's why i loved him right like we were i was watching games he was fighting every third game like yeah <laughs> he was always fighting and and like i said he was putting up points like he had 15 goals so he was doing it at both ends and it was just yeah he was a beauty i i, I can't believe i said eight that's a that's a that's a big out there uh, I'll get, probably had eight in the first
0: month. Just <laughs> yeah yeah
2: that's right and first eight games he probably had eight
0: that's awesome. So, did you yeah. love uh, Chris Neal right off the bat, or did it take you a little while? Because, I mean, he came in with one goal, and that was to to end the Leafs beating Ottawa up in the playoffs. But, obviously, he endeared himself over time as well.
2: Yeah, like, I don't remember exactly his sort of uh, introduction into the team or the league, but I just know once he was kind of a sen, a legit sen, he was one of my favorites for sure. I love the way he'd fly around
0: and just bash. It wasn't like uh, Brian McGratton, where you remember the moment he broke Domi's nose and you're like, okay, he's here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no no defining moment for Nealer apart from later on in his career, you know, the coming into that Ranger series and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just, guy like that plays a thousand games for the team. Great citizen, great guy, great teammate. I don't, the people that say they shouldn't retire that number because he's not an elite player, I don't know. For me, the criteria is, not defined and if you want to retire a guy because he was an elite guy and an elite teammate and elite citizen you know there's 99 numbers what the heck we're a young franchise got to build a legacy put them up there yeah and i
1: think most of the people that are kind of up in arms about nealer getting retired a they're not sense fans so they're looking at the stats and like you mentioned they're just like oh well this guy didn't score many goals what's this about so they don't know or b they're sense fans that weren't around in the neal era like when Neil was here his entire career, never suspended also got to put that in there. Um, He was a fan favorite and you knew he was giving it his all every shift. And he was a guy that everybody on that sense team felt bigger out there. When Nealer was on the ice with you, when Nealer was on the bench, because you knew if there was any kind of trouble, Chris Neal would be out there to mop it up. And just like, I'm picturing him in the early days Frosted tips uh, in, in this oh, this yeah. jersey behind me, just bashing Leafs players. Like, what an absolute legend!
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, he was definitely an all time favorite, and he deserves it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind he deserves it. Yeah. Are Especially you going to that game? I don't know when is it. It's
0: the seventeenth of February, right? yeah. February. Right.
2: Yeah. That sounds right. I'm not set up for it yet, but I sure would like to. I was I was at Alfie's and at Phillies, so I probably should get down there. I mean, for all the I'm in Cornwall, so it's not that easy to get to games, especially i got three little boys, so getting there is not the easiest. We went on to the Bruins game the other night, and we're going to um, Seattle. Those were Christmas gifts for the kids there. So Nice. But Seattle coming up, that Bruins game was unbelievable. And uh, actually going on Saturday into the Molson box with my my brother-in-law the Thirsty Moose in Carlton Place, and so he's got us kind of hooked up there. My whole family, mom, dad, sisters, nieces, and nephews, the whole crew, so I'm really pumped about that. It's going to be good. Any of your kids 12 years old? No, ten, eight, six.
0: Well, ten. I mean, you're still making that same core memory that you got when you were twelve, going to that first oh, game. Yeah. I think that Neil game's a guarantee. Yeah,
2: I think you. You know what? I think you're right. And we went uh, Saturday night. We went, and I they've been lots like a bunch of times in previous years, but they were so into it on Saturday. It's kind of the first time where they sat in their chair and like watched the game really closely. So they're right. kind of at that age now where they can actually like they've enjoyed the atmosphere before, but now they were like dialed in so i think it's going to be really fun and the whole
0: fam there and everything so yeah i'm yeah you've got me sold i'm getting tickets today all right perfect we'll hold off until at least january 17th because uh we might be trying to do something and and we'll get everyone together if we can get down that that's the goal at least because like you i was at the Alfie retirement game at the phillips one i mean why end a why end a streak and, and realistic You only miss Frank Finnegan's, unfortunately. I yeah, know. it
2: wasn't I might have been there. Didn't they do it on the first night? Oh it's yeah. There fight. you go. Oh my god. Man,
1: you got, have to go to the Phil or the Neil game now. You have to. Yeah, it's sold. It's done. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> so I, think I said it, that as a joke. Wow. <laughs> another reason too. I mean, this can be the third retired number in in a four year span, but I don't think we're gonna see another one until potentially one of the guys who are out there starring on their first or second contracts right now.
2: Yeah. Very, very curious to see what they do if they do EK and, you know, Craig Anderson's a possibility as well. And, you know, I, I'm a guy like, I wouldn't even, I know nobody agrees with me on this, but I wouldn't even hesitate or maybe hesitate, but I wouldn't completely rule out doing Spezza either. Like he was so good for so long point of yeah. game there for that. Like, you know, quote like mini dynasty, I guess you call it. like the closest thing we had, like good string of teams for a long time. Yeah. If they decided to do that, I would not even bat an eye at it. I'd think let's go. I'm all for they, building it up. What if
0: they just put a banner of like a slice of pizza up in the rafters and just called it even for all for Yeah, a just a pizza box hanging yeah. there.
2: And <laughs> I, I don't know, have you guys ever seen the I don't even I don't know who it was, but I brought it up a couple times since then on Twitter. They whoever said they should just put like a, a big monitor replay the undressing of Sheldon Surrey on a loop somewhere in the rink and just has his corner or whatever. And just 15 second loop of him just totally undressing Surrey would be hilarious. And I think that'd be a great
0: yeah. little honor and something they could do at the day they be in the ring of honor or whatever. Yeah. I like that. Are you, are you retiring either 65 or 41?
2: Oh yeah, I think so. Like the okay. 41, I think first, believe it or not, I don't know, the way EK left, and I know it's nothing to do with him, but it just felt unceremonious there and not the greatest of terms. So I don't know. I I mean, obviously I have no doubt about his ability as the greatest, probably the greatest player we've ever had, long there while. But to leave midway through your career, and again, not his fault. But I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Again, I wouldn't be upset with yeah. it either. I, I feel yeah, like a those time. are Ring of Honor guys.
0: Yeah, Think? I'd have a hard time deciding. Yeah. I think 65s up in the rafters. This guy's a okay. two-time yeah. Norris winner. Yeah, yeah, and I think they
2: probably will. Just if it was my own choice, it would take some some thought. That's all.
0: Yeah. Oh, and well, some time. Like, I think I've tweeted out. I think he's playing another game for the Sens. Whether yeah, it's happening. That's after the other thing. Day, if he comes back and game. finishes
1: yeah. his career, yeah. Done. Done. Deal for sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh,
0: well, let's move on to today's Ottawa Senators because I think uh, a lot of excitement there. We got. We're just talking five guys point per game. Or there, with around, like who's been the biggest treat for you to watch as a fan this year? Well, without a
2: doubt, I mean, you go down the line, it's amazing everywhere. Like I love watching Stitzel; what he's done is just incredible. Brady, he's on a little bit of a down slide, like downtime right now, but he lights out. But without a doubt, Giroux has just blown me away. I did not expect him to be this good at all. Like I remember listening to like Mathot earlier. And he kind of got he kind of got in a little bit of uh, hot water with Giroux there for saying, you know, he's a little bit older. What do you expect to get yeah, out yeah. of him? I was kind of feeling the same way. I was like, it's a great, great acquisition. He's a good leader. But man, is he just lighting it up? Like, is he on a three two point games in a row or at least a couple? And he's had a bunch of them and he's just around it all the time. And if I was one of those players, one of those 22, 23, 24 year old players, I would not want to disappoint Glow Giroux right now. Yep, I believe Ross, that's his 11th uh, multi-point game
1: this season.
2: Yeah, he's definitely the biggest bright spot for me, like the biggest surprise. I I saw this coming with Stitzel. It's fun to watch, but I expected that I did not expect Giroud. You weren't buying into my propaganda? Trev, come on, buddy. Well, I I was hoping, and I knew he was going (laughs) to be good. Like, I knew he was a great player. I knew he was good, but I also knew he was 34, and I don't know. He was just blowing me away. It's awesome. It's so fun. The way he plays is fun. It, like, oh, it's I'm, so smart. And I knew he was a good player, and I've seen him play, but I've never watched him play closely ever before. You know, I like could see the Flyers, and they'd come around, watch playoff hockey, and see him go, he's good. But to just watch the little things he does, it's awesome. And to be, a, like I said, to be a Stutzler or one of those guys watching him play, it's just so good for the future of this team now. It's unbelievable.
0: This leads right into my final question for you. I know pillsy has got one too, but we've been having the debate this week. Tomorrow, we find out who the Sens' All-Star representative is. We had some debate, whether it's Giroux, Stutzla, Brady. Like, where are you going as the one first player? There could be more. We're going to get the fan vote heavy on Giroux if he's not the initially named All-Star. But where are you going I mean. as the first pick for the All-Star game for the Ottawa Senators?
2: I personally, I would go with Stutzla. Just the way he's playing, the dynamic nature of those games, speed and the skill and stuff like it just kind of fits the All-Star game. I also, you know, G would, I'm sure, appreciate it. You know, he's been there a whole bunch of times. I'd love to see a young kid go down there and light it up. But Giroux is also the reigning All-Star MVP. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's there. a good point. And I would love to see, you know, just G being even talked about in it is amazing. But right now, if I had to choose, I'd take the uh, the young gun there for sure. Yeah, and
1: Timmy Timmy's just so much fun. Like that interview he did after the game with Claire Hanna and right away oh, yeah. he's like this is all for the fans. Like thank you for supporting us and like like he's just a good kid through and through. So Timmy's my vote with a, without a doubt and uh, if I could get a second guy in Claude would be a great option. Now, and aren't those final, Sorry, aren't those oh, interviews amazing though? Oh, they're they're so good cuz especially when like fans are sticking around for those. They're not, they're not yeah. just going home. Like they want to hear the players
2: talk. They want to hear it all. So just all around. All, it's, they great. all tend to address the fans directly too. Like, it's like, thank yep. you guys. Like he's talking right to us. Like I was, I've been, you know, I was at the Bruins game and it just, it was so cool. Yeah. And the the well, thing they- is like,
1: you think about it, Tim Stutzler played a bunch of his games with no fans. You think he notices yeah. a difference between the COVID yeah. empty barn and a full barn. You feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, now, final question for me, Trav. I love uh, getting people's opinion on this. What is the next Ottawa Senators jersey you're going to buy? Which color and which name on the back?
2: Well, I've got a reverse retro Stutzla, so that's taken care okay. of. I got a black UD Kachuk.
0: Which With the reverse, C? I
2: think I don't have the C yet. I got to get it stitched. I bought it on. I bought it at Adidas like just before they named them, so I'm still looking to get it stitched up. So I need that. But I would probably, because I don't have one, I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of the new reverse retros. I'm talking about the red reverse retro okay. I have a Stutzla. The new one, I don't, I don't love it. But um, I think I'd go White Sanderson. Nice. I think he's going to be an absolute beauty for a decade at least here. So I'm, uh, I like to try to get guys I think are going to stick around. So you know Stutzla and Stitzle and uh, Kachuk are signed up. Let's get Sanderson signed up. and nice big live. Let's go.
0: I love it, man. This has been an awesome chat. Everyone go make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Optimistic OptimisticSense. I mean, who doesn't want good vibes, and you're full of them, even though your profile picture has the ugliest jersey in league history in it. We'll, we'll leave you off. <laughs> I like for those. That. Um, yeah, you mind if I just
2: take one, mind if I give one quick shout-out to the whole the, the entirety of, uh, the whole entirety of Sense Twitter, man. Like, when I was, uh, the pandemic, I didn't. I had like a personal Twitter account, but I was always kind of searching for SENS and seeing all these SENS accounts. So I was like, I'm going to make a SENS account and just kind of dive into it. And it got me, you know, it got me through that pandemic. And you guys broadcasting every day with nothing yes. really to talk about, it was amazing. And that whole SENS community, even the ones I've classed with, you know, I take pride in trying to massage those clashes and turn them into something positive. And yeah. overall, the whole Twitter community with the SENS is just got me through that pandemic and got me really reinvested in the team. It's just been really fun. So thanks to everybody that's followed me or posted cool stuff or
0: whatever. So cheers to everyone. I love it. And shout out to the Thirsty Moose in Carlton place, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right on. Thanks. Go, go go down there. It's a good spot.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Trev. really appreciate you jumping on as a citizen. As I said, everyone go give him a follow on Twitter. We look forward to doing this in person ahead of the Chris Neal retirement game. Let's do it. Absolutely. Cheers, boys. All right, stick taps to Trev for joining us. Appreciate it. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Optimistic Sense. No, I'm not talking about Sai Kuda, who is always optimistic. It's our boy Trev as well. Make sure you're giving him a follow there. All right, it's semi-final day at the World Junior. We're going to get to that in a moment. But Pilsey, what was your immediate reaction when you saw that Jakob Varana, with his one year left after this one at $5.25 million, a cap hit, is on waivers?
1: I think, well, first off, it needs to be said that uh, he did just leave the player uh, assistance program and he's made it very clear he doesn't want to get into all that, which which is totally fine. We respect that. That's his right to his privacy, his own personal life, his struggles. If he doesn't want to open up and share about it, that's totally fine. We don't need to speculate. We don't need to to make assumptions or try to figure it out. So we'll just leave that at that. But I think where I'm kind of understanding is the relationship between him and the Detroit Red Wings is kind of mutually done. Like it seems like they're both sides are like, well, we're, we're not sure this is the best for either side to continue this. So it seems like they're waiving him and giving the option for a team to pick him up and move on, which, which is wild that uh, to me that they wouldn't try to trade him, at least because this is a very valuable player that I thought when they made the Mantha trade, the Stevie Y hit a home run, getting Vrana and draft picks in return. And it hasn't really worked out for Vrana in Detroit. He's had a lot of injuries. He only played a handful of games each season. So I think maybe it's best for everyone that he gets a fresh start.
0: Yeah, He's only played 39 games in yeah. parts of three seasons for the Red Wings, but he's got 32 points in those 39 games. So he is a contributing player. Only two games this season before leaving uh, to attend the substance abuse program. Or what what do they call it exactly? It's not substance abuse. Player assistance program. Player
1: assistance program, yeah.
0: My apologies there. But he's back. He's done his three-game conditioning stint. So after that stint, they have to call him up, right? It's just a conditioning stint. Or they can put him on waivers, and if he clears, keep him down there. Now, it's the second year. That would keep me away if I'm Ottawa, but it's certainly an interesting name for a team that could use some offensive depth in a scoring role. But uh, we're, we're just hoping the best for Yaka Varana, obviously a, a contributing player on that Washington Capitals Stanley Cup team back in 2018. He's had a 50-point season before in the NHL. He's a two-time 20-goal scorer. Um, hopefully he can figure it out, but I don't think Ottawa's a fit for him.
1: No, I don't think so either. I, I think um... – he would really be a fit on a rebuilding team where he could have a big role and kind of just get a full fresh start, like somewhere where maybe there's not a lot of media coverage, so he's not kind of hounded uh, about what's going on in his personal life, and he can just focus on hockey and uh, hopefully focus on just taking one day at a time getting better. So it, it certainly is interesting, though. Like, this is a, a player that you mentioned has Stanley Cup experience. He's a goal scorer. He's still young. So it would be very interesting to see where he ends up.
0: I'm extremely interested tonight. It is the World Junior Hockey Championship semifinals. It gets underway around 4 o'clock. It's the Czechia versus Sweden matchup that leads in to Team USA against Team Canada. It is the greatest potential matchup you can get at a hockey tournament that is best on best. Any age group, it's Canada against USA. So I'm not going to ask you, hey, Pilsy, which semifinal are you more interested in watching? No. Let's look at this through the lens of an Ottawa Senators fan. Who do you think is set up to be most impactful in tonight's game? Is it Thomas Amara or Oscar Pedersen? Or is it Tyler Boucher or Zach Stapchuk?
1: Well, I'll probably put Thomas Amara on the bottom of that list. It seems like he really hasn't been able to really put his stamp on this Czechia team and the only times you really see him is when he's given up brutal turnovers, unfortunately, and even in games where they're putting up massive point totals, he's not even chipping in for assists here. So I think he's going to be the guy that's kind of the least impactful. I think Oscar Pedersen, like we talked about, his defensive role has really changed with Team Sweden. We know him as a as a great goal scorer and nice sniper, but. He's able to play a defensive game, which is great, Ross, because you want to be able to develop and add those tools to your tool bag as a young prospect. We already know he can score, so how can he play away from the puck? This is a really good example of him learning to do that.
0: Yeah, before we move on to the next game, I want your analysis on both those other guys. But with Oscar Petterson and the way Czechia defends, obviously Svozil and Juracek are their two horses, even Spachek as well. But those two guys... I think are going to do a good job of containing Sweden's top six, which yeah. we know is loaded with top, like uh, first round talent out of the NHL draft. So I think this could be an opportunity for Pedersen and that bottom six to get some matchups and and work some magic. So I think uh, number twenty seven there on Sweden might have a good day.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point because uh, I mean it's likely that uh, Pedersen is going to be going up against Tamara uh, yeah. on uh, on some of these matchups. So that'll be very interesting to watch. Right wing left defense too. Yep, exactly.
0: What about Tyler Boucher? Zach ostapchuk handicapped that one for me. I
1: i think Tyler Boucher will have a bigger impact just because I feel like he's someone that uh, team USA really relies on for a spark. Not to say that a Stapchuk can't provide that, but Canada has other guys that they turn to for that. And um I think either team though, or either guy could have an impact as this game goes on. Cause these two teams are battling. Like this is regardless of whether you're a USA or Canada fan, if you're a hockey fan, you're hoping and praying that USA and Canada end up playing in a knockout elimination game, no matter what, like you just want to see that it's good hockey. It's always great. So I think, Every single shift is going to matter here. So even the bottom six guys, like you can't take a shift off because if they capitalize, if a third line capitalizes on a goal, that could ultimately decide the game in the end because I I don't think either team is going to blow one of uh, the others out of the water here. I think it's going to be a one goal game, whether it's Team USA or Canada, we'll find out.
0: Yes, well, Canada does have the X factor in the tournament. Connor Bedard, cheat code. I like what Thomas Milich, Canada's goalie, said. He goes, It almost looks like he's just button mashing on an Xbox controller. And then all of a sudden, that's like the step ahead. We talked yesterday. We said Kent Johnson's like a video game player. <laughs> Connor Bedard's a video game player where you're just pressing every button at the same time and somehow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Kent Johnson is is the video game player where you bump up all the stats, and he's really good. Connor Bedard is the video game player where you bump up all his stats, and then turn down the difficulty of all the opponent players and the and the computer players because like that, like it was crazy. Him just being like trying to fire the puck on net, he can't beat the Slovak goalie, and then he's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just gonna dance through every single player, and then I'll dance through the goalie as well in overtime for the
0: win. Incredible. Heartbreaker Sally on top, too. Yeah. After the game, Ottawa native Brant Clark, defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings, said, I think we match up well against United States because they don't like to play physical. I know he hasn't really necessarily been this tournament, but verbal meme, Michael Jordan, and I took that personally. Tyler Boucher, I think we're going to see a physical game presence from him in tonight's matchup.
1: Yeah, or uh, or verbal meme, the Kool-Aid man busting through the wall. That's Tyler Boucher. Oh, you want physicality?
0: Boom. All right, here we go. All right, to end off today's show, I think we have to touch on briefly the fact that the Senators are off until Saturday. Are you positive, negative, or neutral on the three days off for the Sens? The longest break they've had, I want to say, well, I mean. Christmas. This Christmas count, though, because everyone's traveling. Like, guys are going home to see their family. Like, it's a bit of a gong show. It doesn't feel like a rest. This, I feel like it's going to be a proper day off. And they're just going to be able to kind of reset going
1: into yeah. the... And especially, Ross, the fact that they're still at home. Like, Columbus was at home and now Seattle's at home. If they're traveling it kind of makes those days off a little bit different, but now they can just spend time with their families at home, just chill, recover. Hopefully we see Matt Joseph back. Um, But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I'll take a, take a page from our central citizen Ross. I'm feeling optimistic about how this break will do. I think it's going to do good for this team. They're going to be able to ride this momentum and the Seattle Kraken are a good team. Don't get me wrong. I feel like they have a team where they can roll four lines but they don't really have that superstar. Like, who is the game-breaker for the Seattle Kraken? Matty Beniers Eberly maybe? I don't I don't know who you're really looking to to score that game-winning goal. So I think this is a game where Ottawa has so much more firepower in the top six that they can overwhelm this team. And uh, I think they have a good chance to get the dub
0: here. The Ottawa Senators have five players that would be leading the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and they would Good. all be they would all be leading Seattle by six points or more. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. When you put it like that, that is wild. I think what's really wild is I mean, I'm going to pull it up right now on YouTube because I think it's that impressive right now with what's going on with auto. And by the way, a lot of great discussion coming from our all star episode. And I, I think I'm starting to change my tune a little bit. I know Brady's the leader of this team, but uh, I it's resonated with me what you told me where it's like Timmy yes. is like an electric all star type player. And he's just so solid eight game point yeah. streak right now for is it eight or does he have eight points? I think it might be eight points in six games as I'm pulling that uh, that up right now. I want to get the crunch the numbers here for the good people out there. It is eight points during a six game point streak right now for Tim Stutzla after going three games without a point at all. So good on Timmy for getting back in the point call back to back multi point games for both Tim Stutzla and for Claude Giroux. Right now, so I mean, the guys are mm. the guys are coming, and I think uh, a nice kind of bonus is how about Jake Sanderson. Just slow and steady wins the race in terms of his offensive numbers. Defensively, he's been great, but 14 points now. Um If he could hit 30 on the year, I mean, that's a nice rookie. solid. Yeah, I I would love that, and that's the thing. Like we never
1: looked at Jake Sanderson and were like, okay, he's got to put up. Uh, John Carlson or Eric, or Eric Carlson. He's got to put up Carlson defenseman points. No, as long as he was getting points consistently and playing a smart, responsible defensive game and out there skating and doing what he does, we were going to be happy with that.
0: When was the last time, and if you're watching on YouTube, we have the the team stats or the player stats up where, where they had this type of punch offensively. Like this team is, they're they're humming. They've got four players, five players, who are at a point per game, give or yeah. take one.
1: This is wild. Like man, like maybe back in the day when Stone and Hoffman and those guys were lighting it up, but it's been a while since we've been able to look at the team stats and been like, this is cool, not this is depressing. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Well, hopefully they can continue that. They are halfway through a four-game homestand. Saturday, they will take on the Seattle Kraken. And Monday, the Nashville Predators, and talking about former Sens, Matt Shane. Mark Borowiecki still on the sideline injured, but it'll be great to see Duchesne back in the nation's capital. Boy, things have changed since the last time we saw you, Matty. Yep, big time. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to have a breakdown of the semifinals. We'll discuss what goes on there. It's also a back-to-back. The final of the World Junior is tomorrow. So we will have a full preview of that and get into some more sense topics as the senators will return to the practice ice. I'm going to pull up the time here. We're going to be recording nice and early here, but the Ottawa senators will practice. They're practicing today at 1130. So I don't know if we'll get any news out of that, but if we do, we'll bring that to you on tomorrow's locked on senators. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts. Unlike our friend, Laleem's Martian, I am fully
1: bleeding red and white. No blue in that. Go Canada, go. Obviously, we want Tyler Boucher to have success, but not over Team Canada. It can't happen. And especially when Canada's hosting the tournament, we want to see them get gold. So I'm all Canada, baby. Let's go.
0: Give me a prediction. I know you said you think it's going to be a one-goal game. (sighs) 4-3 overtime. Bedard gets the winner. Holy, I don't know if my blood pressure can handle another
1: overtime. (laughs) <laughs> how about you what's your prediction
0: i'll say f- five three with an empty netter okay and tyler boucher gets one and one
1: nice okay i like it yeah yeah i'll, I'll mix in the tyler boucher goal in my prediction as well yeah
0: all right sounds good thanks everyone for making us your first listen of the day we truly appreciate it the road to ten thousand followers on twitter continues as well so make sure you be a friend and tell a friend that here is your daily home for Ottawa Senators content. Not only on the Locked On Senators podcast, but make sure you subscribe to YouTube and hit the notification bell so you know when the postcast goes live, where we break down with immediate reaction and emotion following each and every Ottawa Senators game. But for today we say goodbye for Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team every day.